the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. It's always here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is all about investments in building up wealth uh, over the long term, retirement, wealth, uh, saving money uh, in, in the world today. Uh, we live in a very interesting world, and more than ever, you have to save additional money, put away money, uh, be, because the world is rapidly changing and uh, probably not for the better in many cases, at least until we we can somehow uh, stabilize, uh, you know, the, the the situation around the world. And, and that's we're just not even close to that now. And so, how do you do that? It, it it basically starts out with our philosophy and our motto of the Max Out Saving Show is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. This means it's important more than ever to save save money to build up wealth and to put it away. For, for times are coming, which which are not going to be good. If we we've been talking about inflation for years, uh, and the inflation is starting to come. Now we have uh, we we have a situation where we have uh, inflation, we have shortages, we have uh, a, a deeply deeply divided uh, American uh, group. I mean, probably the most it's ever been really probably since the Civil War. Uh, it, it, we have our, our, our standing around the world is falling, and so so. So, you know, so how do we get through that? We need to understand where we are uh, in the world. And, 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 and the, the last 40 years of deflation, which <laughs> the inflation peaked in the 1980, 81, 82. And we had, have had, you know, slowly declining inflation over that time. Yeah, that's 40 years. I mean, that, that that's changed, and, and it's come to an end. We were talking. We've been talking about inflation for a long time. We 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 realized that, that we're going to headed toward inflation time when we wrote our first max out savings report back in, I want to say it was September of of of, of 2001. Uh, maybe no, no, it was November of 2001. After Ben Bernanke made his famous helicopter speech, how they they had a printing press at the Federal Reserve and. And since then, it's gotten more aggressive. They become more emboldened. And, and we really started talking about this in 19, uh, 2019. We said, "Look, inflation's going to come back. The economy's going to start accelerating when the growth is coming back." And inflation was taking off. People, this inflationary trend was accelerating into nineteen and toward twenty. And then we got hit with the COVID virus. At that point in time, 
the Federal Reserve moved aggressively, poured in $3.4 trillion. We spent trillions and trillions of dollars stabilizing the economy. If we talked about it at the show, we spent more, I don't remember the exact numbers, but we were spending like 34% of GDP, uh, something like that. The, the next closest people in the spending were, were really, uh, you know, the Germans and some of the other, and they were in the 24s. I mean, we spent materially more than anyone else in the world, this percentage of GDP. Our spending, quite frankly, looked like World War II levels. I mean, at the height of, 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 of World War II, is, is really where we were, where they shut the factories down and converted everything to military, op, you know, uh, production, and and, and, and we, we massive spending, and it, it's very similar to that. As, as we've come out of the COVID, uh, you know, we we we, we said, look, you're going to be we're going to see a, 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 a resumption of the spending, which we have, of, of consumer spending, which we have, uh, but. But the, but, the, but the worrisome thing is the, 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 the so so the, the, a crisis. Oh my God, we have COVID. You know, we don't know. We didn't know how bad it was going to be. We we thought you know hundreds of millions of people could die. We had a lockdown. You couldn't even leave your house. And, 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 and now we've gotten through it. We have medications to get it. You, you you've got the uh, you know the, the, you've got a number of different medications out there. You've got the uh, ivermectin. You've got the monoclonal antibody. You've got the the, the new uh, drugs coming up. Uh, they're gonna, in the next month are going to be approved for treatment of it. We're getting through this. Okay, we plowed through it. You got there's two hardcore schools of thought in the United States. One is, look, this is so dangerous. We still have to stay home. Everybody's got to get vaccinated or, or we're all going to die. And the other one says, look, we're going to power through this like we've powered through every other crisis the United States has ever faced, and we're going to get back to work. That's more the South, the red states, the blue states. They're still in a panic. And so, so, so what do you do in that world? Well, and the scary thing is, is – at that point in time, the, the spending should have come down in the government. The economy is reopening. People are spending money. Hey, let's pull back the spending. Let's calm down. Hey, the Federal Reserve should be raising rates. They flooded almost $4 trillion is what they put into the system, $4 trillion. It's a twenty-one trillion dollar economy. I mean, did you realize what our, our, our what, what our uh, uh, what the Fed's balance sheet was in two thousand eight, mid two thousand? It's about one point three trillion. They're up to eight point three trillion dollars. These people just print money. That's all the Federal Reserve knows how to do. Okay, but they're not. So, so any logical person in in basically sophomore high school economics could tell you that after the pandemic you start slowing down your spending, but not the Democrats. This is their, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. They have the House, they have the Senate, they have the presidency. They got the they they got the Senate. It's a tie there. They got seven votes. This is the biggest mandate they have ever had to sit there and put through the most radical agenda since the great uh, society, the uh, not the great society of '64, but oh, the the, uh, the 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 New Deal in the 1930s. That uh, Roosevelt had 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 an extraordinary coalition, a much bigger mandate than these people do. They have no mandate whatsoever, and yet they're doing it because they can do it. In fairness to them, it worked once with Obamacare. Just jam it through, do you know whatever it takes, just get it done. Even if we even if we all get thrown out of office next year, we have all these mandates in place. Obamacare, so so it, it's fair. I, you know, I really respect the Democrats because they fight. They don't concede one single thing. They, they, they and I'm not saying I, I, I respect their ability to win. I mean, they're utterly dishonest about what they do. But but 
they, they never concede a point. They, 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 they are completely, utterly partisan. They're never wrong. They never back down. The closest thing I've ever seen to them is Che Guevara uh, radicals uh, that, that you see around the world. And, 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 and so here we are pouring more money into the system. We've got a $1.3 trillion infrastructure program we're going to pass, $3.5 trillion worth of spending. On top of that, coming up, we're going to put free health care. I mean, free, free, expanded free health care, free this, free that, free, free child care, free college. Everything's going to be free. Okay? It's, and you should go, what about inflation? No, no. Stephanie Kelton, we have Stephanie Kelton, Professor Stephanie Kelton. She went to Harvard, the smartest people in the world. These people are so utterly brilliant that she's come up with a plan that says, look, we can continue to print money called modern monetary theory. But you said, well, what about inflation? No, 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 no. Look, don't worry about inflation because if inflation comes, we can raise taxes on everybody and cool the economy down. If, if a country controls its own currency in the United States is, 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 the, is the global currency uh, out there, then they can continue to print money. And, and, and so – and you go, well, I understand that, Stephanie, or Dr. Kelton, I guess, maybe. I, I don't know. But what about 5,000 years of human history? How, how come this has never happened before? How come, come, how come countries from the Greek, the Romans, Roman times, the English – you know the reason why we have the uh, we have the, the you know the serrated edges on coins is because the old the Roman emperors used to trim off a little gold or silver each time to make more coins. It, it always failed. It always failed. But here here they come saying, oh no! They look at you with a straight face and so utterly convincing that no, with modern monetary theory we can continue to print money, and that's what they plan to do. It, it, now, look, oh, I, they have a real shot of it working. Okay. If the world, if the world looks at the United States and goes, this is such a great country, these are the most brilliant people in the world, and uh, you know we're going to go with them, and I, I'm going to continue to use all these dollars. Yes, they're printing new dollars, but the United States is so wonderful. But if, if in that small microscopic chance that the rest of the world, who's who's using the dollar as the, as the world's reserve currency, starts going, what is going on in the United States of America? They, they they basically ran out, ran out of uh, Afghanistan between their tail between their legs and they couldn't even do that correctly. They, they, they no longer believe in borders. That the southern border has completely collapsed in the United States. Hmm, we saw that in Rome on the northern borders when the Germanic tribes came. Eventually, they conquered the Romans. Uh, or they got they look the country's completely polarized. Looks like there could be a civil war in the country. Uh, that they're arresting people for protesting in the country. People thought, you know, I thought Vladimir Putin was bad, but look what happened with the Capitol protesters, where people just kind of walked into the Capitol building and took a few selfies and left. They're in solitary confinement. They kind of look like the Soviet Union. You know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't hold all these dollars. Maybe I shouldn't, you know, conduct all my business in dollars. The, you know, the the, the 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 Europeans look a little more stable. The Brits. You know, the Brits look like they may be, you know, I can be trusted. Or, you know, the Chinese, I don't really like them, but they, they seem to have their act together. And, and they're, they're, you know, they're pulling together. Or maybe the Japanese yen. Or do I, do I bank on the U.S. dollar where the country looks like it's falling into the abyss? At that point in time, the monetary theory fails. And then 
the dollar begins plunging and we end up in inflation. Now, I'm sure that would never happen. Oh, but wait, let me look here. What do I have here? Oh, what is this from? Uh, I think the Daily Mail. Inflation, September 20 to September 21st. Bacon up 19%. Raw steak up 22%. Lettuce up 5 Chicken up 7.6%. Eggs up 13 Apples up 78 Washing machines up 19%. Uh, television's up 13%, children's shoes up 12%, sporting goods up 7.5%, hotels up 24%, used cars or 20%, used cars up 24%, new cars, if you can find them, up 9%. Oh, and by the way, that 9% probably does not include all the dealer add-ons that you have to pay in addition to that. I'm sure that's just is the price that they're on the sticker at the thing. So, so again, we have massive inflation surging through the system. Uh, in complete failure of the modern monetary theory already, but that's not going to stop them. So the question is, is you know, you know, here we are. We're looking at we're looking at at, at shortages uh, across the board. The we uh, you know, there's three big things happening out there uh, out there, uh, with the short. We have global shortages of product. We can't get in. And then the, the, we cannot because they can't make it. We have shortages because the ports in California are all backed up. Look, people don't understand. This is all of a sudden uh, the, 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 the Biden administration has opened up, is suddenly looking into solving the port problem. Look, this, this is a union issue in, in California. They passed something uh, uh, called uh, California AB5, which was basically union back bill to, to limit owner operators in the owner operator well, a lot of owner operators are truckers it, it, and so the truckers are limited there because because they they they've cut back on them and so you want to have more and more union truckers out there in addition with with, with this they also have the union the operators on the crane. The, the union operators don't want to work. They're making a quarter of a million dollars a year. Some of them are making $200,000 a year. Uh, they don't want to work overtime. They don't want to work late. They don't want to work nights. It, 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 and so they're, they're going home. They're, you know, they're taking hour, hour and a half lunches, taking their time. And meanwhile, we've got millions of, of containers backed up. There's shortages of all types of things across the United States from this, but it's even worse. There's not enough trucks in California. Why is that? Well, let's take a look at this is another situation. The, 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 they passed a law in California, a climate change law, that they're going to get rid of all the trucks uh, from 2011 and before. And so nobody – Nobody can sit there and, 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 and use the trucks in California. They're limiting them in California. Well, that's about half of the truckers in, in the country have issues with trucks like that, which means they can't go into California to try to move the, the things out of it, which is causing a massive – all this is causing a massive traffic jam, which is leading to empty shells across the United States. Look, the president of the United States could declare an emergency and, and eliminate most of those things almost immediately. But he would upset his union friends. He'd upset his environmentalist friends, and he's not going to do it. So they're going to tolerate empty shelves and higher prices across the board for the American people. It, it, but in fairness to them, he has a constituency that he's responsible for as president of the United States. And that's the unions. That's the environmentalists. And, and that's the other uh, you know, the, 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 the socialists out there. And, and really anyone that gets in the way is basically going to be thrown in jail, harassed, or something else. And, and, and this is what we're dealing with. And, and so this is why we're seeing massive shortages. This is why we're seeing uh, – Across the board, where this is why we're seeing surging inflation. Most recent PPI number, 8.6% over the last 12 months. 
8.6%. And by the way, anytime you dig into these numbers at all, what you find out with, with the CPI, the PPI, is just how ridiculously chained down they are with, with such things as, oh, your, your car is – your car now has uh, anti-lock anti brakes or it has uh, a radar sensing. It stops. Uh, your, actually, your car is actually not going up in price. It's going down because you're getting so many extra bells and whistles on it. Or the idea that rent's going up 2.5% or 3%. You're like, wait a minute. That housing is, is over 30% of the CPI. Housing is skyrocketing in the United States of America. Housing across much of the companies up 20% in their numbers or housing's up about 3%. It's, it's, these numbers that they're giving you are ridiculously low and not in any way indicative of the truth. It's hurting the American people. It's reducing the standard of living to the complete incompetence of, this, of, of the Biden administration. But I tell you what, so what is this going to do? I mean, look, is inflation – there's a ton of stories today out in the papers. Inflation is good for the economy. This is a high-class problem. Uh, this is all going away here. You know, shortly, again, the transitory thing. Don't, look, I'm gonna, we're going to go to a break, but one thing to remember, all inflation is transitory. The hyperinflation in Germany in, in, in the 1920s was transitory. So – Janet Yellen is right. It's going to go away. But in the end, it destroyed the German economy and led to World War II. Anyway, we'll be right back with this quick break to see where the, where, where, you know, how is this going to affect the investments, your retirement, and what you, you should do about it right here on the Max Out Savings Show. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. 
cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Welcome back to the Maxwell Savings Show. We're talking savings and investments here with Harvard. We're talking about this inflation, which is really going through the system. And what we're seeing happen is, is there's, three, there's three drivers of demand right now. And I think it's important to understand them. We've got, we have the, the company that we, we have people, they're coming out of the pandemic. They haven't bought cars. They didn't buy a lot of things. They didn't go out to eat during the pandemic. And now more and more of them are going out. More and more of them are traveling. I mean, from everyone I talk to, our clients, everyone, I mean, travel seems to be the place that's going to go over the next couple of years. There's going to be an enormous amount of traveling. Uh, but, but they're starting to spend a lot more money, and that's pushing demand for, for, more, for more products, which is uh, the, the, the companies during the pandemic let their inventories run down so they don't have any inventory so they're short on so they're they're having to build up to, to so they're having to meet they're having to meet uh demand right now by building things and and, and it's straining it's straining capacity and and, and 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 much of the capacity out there for companies is it, they just just in time delivery with inventories and also if they had two factories they figured out if they could just increase production at one more factory a little more they could shut the other factory down and then save all those costs so the problem is they don't have any there's no spare capacity throughout much of corporate america out there i mean everything is running at capacity because demand is strong it's not that strong the problem is it's very strong don't get me wrong but the problem is there's no excess capacity because it's all been cut out because for, by cost cutting which you know the, the CFO tends to run most of these companies now and they just want to reduce costs as much as possible and uh, and so that this is this has kind of gotten them into everyone's trying to reduce costs and so there's not enough capacity and 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 so so, so companies are having to order so they're trying to bring stuff in so, so they so they're now they're going well, look we need more inventory so they're trying they're trying to, to, to build inventory as well. So they've got, they're trying to meet demand, and they know they have to build inventory over the next year, year and a half as well. So there's demand from the consumer. There's demand from the, from, from the companies, and there's a demand you know, in the companies to get the consumers' products and to rebuild their inventory. So that's more demand there. 
there's more demand for the consumer because they haven't done anything. And then the third thing that's not as well understood is there's now we're now seeing stockpiling by consumers because in, uh, in, an inflationary mindset has taken hold in the American public. So a couple things. The pu- American public knows, well, prices are going up, so I might as well buy more now while I can. And they're also going – there's shortages as well, so I better stockpile. And so they're stockpiling or building, increasing their – Corp consumers inventory, which is you know your inventory is how many rolls of toilet paper you you have in, in in the storage or how much food you have in your pantry. So you want you're expanding your inventory as well. So all of these are continuing to put huge huge strains on our our supply chain, and so this is what we're dealing with. And we just we as we said, we don't think see this going away. Look, our our shipping costs going to go down. Yeah. Okay. They're pretty high at twenty thousand dollars a container. That's it's up four times. Shipping's up four or five times in many cases what it used to be. It's clearly going to come down. Okay. That doesn't mean inflation's going away. Are some of the supply chains going to going to get get caught up? Yeah. So, but the problem is, it, it, it's not. We've been we we heard starting in about April. March, April, you know, oh, this is well, shortage, short-term supply chains. They're going to catch up real quickly. Don't worry about it. This is all transitory. Here we are. Here we are in, in uh, what is this, October. You know, a company, uh, 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 Metalco, Metalco just came out with a, a report on, on, on magnesium. They said, look, if you're ordering magnesium for 2020, we can't supply all you need. We're not going to be able to supply enough we can't. We cannot get enough magnesium to make the parts you're going to need for Boeing or whoever that's using their their parts for. The magnesium is used uh, for, for for parts in aluminum or magnesium parts, uh, and they can't get they, they can't get it for 2022. We 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 think we got enough for this year, but there's 22. So we're not talking about going into 2022. We, we talked in the show a couple of weeks back on. All of a sudden, silicone's in hard supply, uh, short supply. Now that's for for computer chips, but also silicone is used for pure silicone uh, uh, for for aluminum, for high strength aluminum, high you know uh, aluminum manganese uh, magnesium. These are used you know for 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 things like uh, you know uh, parts in cars, aluminum cans, uh, planes, fighter planes, bombers. All of a sudden, it's all shortage of this is coming out because China can't supply enough, which means that. You know, we could. We, it, it's going to put strain on our supply uh, in this country. And again, you, you wonder about some of these quote shortages. It, it really, it, it's really interesting that the, the the it seems like it seems like parts to to build up our technology and, and the military seem to be suddenly in short supply coming out of China. And that's all I'm going to say in the matter. But. But it, it's, it's many other areas as well. And so as we just talked about, uh, Metalco, they're talking about shortages of magnesium into 20 – during 20 – we can't get it for 2022, for next year. And so this stuff is going to continue. I mean the, 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 the financial papers are full of stories today how inflation is going away. I mean, how many times have we heard this story? I mean, oh, my God. I mean, you know, it, it's like, really? What are you people looking at? Everything is – here's the, this is the problem. If I jump out of an airplane and I'm going 125 miles to the ground and I open up a little parachute and it slows me down to 95 miles an hour, 
I'm still going to crash into the ground. But there's going to be all types of news stories. How, oh, whoa, the Ted, this is good news. Ted's, in, Ted's parachute is open, and he's going slower. Does it make any difference? It's the same thing here. Inflation is going to slow down. It's running over 10% on any reasonable measure that's not some government chain down thing. So we're still going to see this inflation. So you still have got to manage your retirement through these type of things. Uh, what we're, what we're going to see, the Fed is going to start raising interest rates, and we're going to see that happen because they have to do something to try to slow this inflation down. And here, this is this is the key. This is the key thing you have to understand: is you have to learn to think like the Democrats. As long as the stock prices are going up, they can they can, they can put through three and a half trillion dollar programs, five and a half trillion dollar programs, one point three trillion dollar infrastructure programs. They can come out and come up with the most ridiculous new green new deals, uh, new new deal uh, regulations out there. They can put extra taxes on oil and gas. They can get away with all this stuff. Okay, you know they can, they can slow down production in the United States. They can they can they can keep our southern border open and, and flood the country with. We, we don't we we do not. The United States of America does not have a southern border. Period. It is not enforced. Okay, this is virtually the only country in the world that does not enforce its borders. But but they can get away with it as long as the stock market's going up. It's all good. The wealthy think, hey, this is fantastic. My house is going up. My my stocks are going up. You know, wow, this is great. Uh, Bill Gates is going around. He's ordering a, another G5. He might even upgrade to a up to a, a 747 like the president has because he's making so much money at Microsoft. But but what if what if underneath it all the population is look is they're having to sit there and go to the grocery store every day. They're had they want to go buy a new car. They can't find a new car. They go what? Oh my God, this car's fifty thousand dollars. You're kidding me. You know uh, what? Well, oh yeah, I understand. I can finance it for ten years, but it's it's a car. It's not a house. And and and, and so underneath it, the price of everything they have is going up. They check into a hotel. It's up twenty percent from last year. You know, they, they, so they go, I'm going to buy a used car, but then they find out used cars are up 24%. Every time they go to the store, prices are going up. The natives are starting to get restless out there. It, and so, and this is a key point to understand. What does that mean? Well, that means you have to understand the Biden administration is populated by a bunch of very media-savvy, tech-savvy people. These guys are watching. They know what's happening. They know what's trending on Twitter, Facebook, Google. They're watching. They're controlling the narrative. Everything's about the narrative. The, 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 the withdrawal from Afghanistan was a remarkable success. It was so successful. You know, the border, well, yeah, we're going to go down. We're, uh, Camilla Harris is in charge of the border. She goes down to the border. They send her down to, uh, you know, to, to, to the one spot on the border where there's no immigrants. And she looks around, nothing to see here. I'm going to try to go improve things in Guatemala, in, in Honduras, that to solve the problem. And she flies off and nothing to see there. Uh, yeah, they really – the shortages, they, they, these are just transitory. These are temporary things. It's nothing to see. It's all about controlling the narrative. Okay, That's what these media savvy, these Ron Klain, all these Buttigieg, all these clowns, they're all trying to – you know, Biden, Camilla Harris. You know, Camilla Harris is reading something about space. You know, space flight, and she's talking to 13-year-olds like they're five years old. 
It's, but it's all about controlling the narrative. There is no inflation. It's transitory. This was so successful in Afghanistan. We're out of there. Control the narrative. Control the narrative. Don't. So what a normal, normal people would do is it, they, in, in government, they would go, well, look, oh, we have a problem. Inflation's coming up. What do we do about it? Well, well the Biden administration is, well, what we do is we control the narrative. We make people think there's no inflation there. Or if it's there, we make them think it's going away so they don't worry about it. This is why the port situation went on, has gone on for nine months with no, nobody doing anything about it because they kept telling you it was going to go away next month, and it never went away because all they tried to do, they wanted you to not worry about the port problem as long as it, 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 you didn't think it was a problem. The narrative was they didn't have to do anything about it. That is what it's, these people, what I want you to understand is they do not know how to solve problems. All they do try to do is try to control the narrative. This is why Jin Psaki tries to come up with the most ridiculous statements about, you know, it's like, hey, nothing to see here. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Joe Biden, sure, it's perfectly normal for people to pay a half a million dollars for Hunter Biden's pictures. You know, that happens. It, it, it controlled the narrative rather than picking up the phone and say, you know, Hunter, shut down the the art routine right now. They, they, it, it's, you know, it's, it's like, hey, we're, uh, we have a, a port emergency. We, we're going to be in all laws that, that slow down the port uh, from California are now going to be waived during this emergency because they don't try to think like that. And that's what makes this thing so dangerous because their narratives are collapsing right now. The narratives are collapsing. The, you know, the let's go Brandon chants, shall we say, are, are popping up all over the place now. People are upset. They're mad. They're tired of, of high sky, high prices. They're tired of their fellow Americans being abused, jailed, you know, just mistreated. They're tired of being lied to. They're tired of the narratives that are false. And now they're mad. And so they've got to start going after inflation. Well, the problem is the Fed is going to have to start raising rates. The Fed is going to have to get much more aggressive. They have to start trying to do something. That is not going to be good for the market. That means pressuring companies to keep costs in line. That means press, pressing companies not to raise prices. That means tighter margins for companies. That means getting tough with corporate America. That means higher interest rates. That means reducing bond buying. All of this type of stuff is not good for the stock market but because the stock market going up is no longer helping them because the inflation is becoming the problem. The American people are really – they are very angry out there right now. And they, they, look, look, go look through history. You know, uh, let them eat cake. I mean, uh, Marie Antoinette. It was let them eat brioche, which is a brioche, which is a type of bread, because th there was there was shortages. Inflation was taking off in France. Look what happened to them. Okay, it's, it's not it's not just there. It's everywhere in the world where there's shortages. Everywhere in the world where there's inflation, where the populace. That is what they're going to start doing something about, and that is the problem. And I think next year there's a possibility you can see a, a see a negative yield curve. Now keep in mind the 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 uh, the, the, the ten years at about one point five something, but but this is where we're going to. They're going to start getting much tougher. I mean, they're going to have to start doing something. The air of controlling the narrative is dead. It's a failure, and 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 and, and this administration is in trouble. They've got to do something, and I think you're going to see some things start happening. It's not because they have to make it. Well, they have to convince the American public that they're going to do something about inflation in a serious way, and it's not been done. And that's what you understand. So I think things are changing. So I'm not in the camp that inflation's going away, and this is good for the stock market, and everything's going to be fine. I, I do think I, I think this inflation is here to stay, and I think it's going to continue. 
And I think it's a very, very serious threat to retirement programs. Hey, well, we'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Safety Show. David left his taxi in the bottom of a bean town lake. Said this whole world's full of chances. And this is one I gotta take. And so he caught the line to Nashville to finally find his break and make a home. And make a home. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512newmedia, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. In times like these, everyone could use a hand. Welcome back to the next song. So where, where are we right now? Uh, so we're talking uh, uh, about in, in, uh, inflation, and, and I'm going I'm to expand upon some of this stuff and what we, what we think, some of the, the ways to go. But a couple quick things. You can get in here with questions or comments, 713-339-1070. You can also listen uh, going to AM1070, the Answers website. 
uh, listen live anywhere in the world. We also have podcasts on there as well. You can catch the podcast. We've got a lot of people listening to the show. There's a lot of ways to listen. And we're going to be sending out our newsletter next week uh, discussing a lot of these things. We talk about savings, investments, retirement, all types of issues in the Max Out Savings Show uh, report, Max Out Savings Report. Uh, what What is with the with the situation with the uh, – Gold, gold and silver, if you look at them, have backed off a little bit over the last months. And, and, and what we've seen is, is so where do they go? Tell you what, uh, I'm going to go. Do we have a, a phone call? No, yes. not yet. No, okay. All right. I just heard some, I thought we had. Okay, so, so they haven't really gone anywhere. It peaked last year uh, about this time, about a year ago. So it's, it's been about flatline. So where does it go from here? Rates are going up. There's a concern gold might go down because rates are going up. If you look at we, – we went and did some research on this. If you look at back in, – in, in, starting in January of 72, uh, the interest rates was about 3.38 percent, and uh, gold was about $35, Interest rates by July of 75 had gone up to – to about 12%, 12%. Gold went up to $165.69 an ounce. So from 42 to 30, almost four times. And then it went down some. And then, and then in July of 77, interest rates went down, uh, uh, and gold was down to $130 an ounce. And then interest rates started going up again, ultimately going 11%, peaking in, in 81 at 14%. So you would think gold would have gone down during that time frame. But no, instead what happened is gold went up by December of 1980 uh, up to almost $600 an ounce. And so, so interest, uh, the interest went from 460 up to 11, 11, 12%, and gold went from uh, – again, you had a move of almost four times. So during, during inflationary times, uh, gold will go up, and including when interest rates go up. And what's happening is the Federal Reserve is it's called behind the curve. They, they should have been raising rates already. We have the Fed funds right now is zero. We think they're gonna, we're going to have a negative yield curve before this is over. It, it, and that's, that, that, that should not hurt the precious metals. These are Fed funds. Our Fed funds is zero. Keep in mind, in 1980, Fed funds went to 14%, 1981. So, and gold went up during that time frame. And, and so, so we think the precious metals are going up. We're, we're seeing uh, the copper, as we've talked about, copper is going up. We talked about shortages of metals across the board. Uh, it, 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 and so the inflation is continuing to accelerate through the system. Uh, and, and again, what we think is going to happen is we, we, we believe they're going to get much more, try to get much tougher. The Fed's going to have to try to get tougher with inflation. Uh, they, right, one of the reasons they've been pushing the Fed not to do anything because they're trying to get their $3.5 trillion bill through. It, it, and so what they're doing is they're like, hey, nothing to see here. There is no inflation. Don't worry about it. But, but what we're looking at is, 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 uh, is that the inflation is there. They're going to have to do something about it, it, it and they're going to have to – the Fed is going to have to start reacting. As soon as they pass, as soon as they pass any type of infrastructure bill or they pass the – the, the continuing resolution, whatever, if it's $3.5 trillion or trillion or whatever, as soon as that's over, expect them to start getting tougher with the inflation talk. For now, they're trying to minimize it because they don't want people to think that the spending 
that this spending is going to cause more inflation. They've lost that battle. The inflation is spinning out of control, and they've lost the battle. The inflationary expectations, which is what the Fed has so, been so afraid of, is now manifesting itself in the economy. So we'll see what happens there. Ted, we have a caller. Uh, Chuck's on the line. Okay. Morning, Chuck. How are you doing? Fine, Ted. Thanks. Uh, Ted, what do you think would be the impact if Biden shut uh, off oil exports? That's a good question. Uh, I think it could drop it some, but the the thing is they can't really do it. They won't do it for natural gas, most likely. They might do it for oil, but but right now we really – yeah, I don't. I, it, I think it'll drop some. I, I think. I think it's. I think it's going to be tough for for oil uh, to get, move much higher from here. Maybe it goes to. I, I think. I, I think it's up near the top of the range. But but keep in mind, if oil goes back to seventy dollars, these oil companies are still making a a, a, a huge amount of money. Uh, is natural gas the reason why they don't do natural gas? Because we're selling so much to China. Um. Uh, no, no. I, I think the, the, those trains are very expensive to run and operate, and and I, and I think that that it, there's not. I think I, I just don't think they'll do it for the natural gas because that the problem they run into is Europe is critically short of natural gas, and and, and they're in real trouble. And, and what happened there? It's interesting. Is the Chinese had a cold winter last year, and they, they've been trying to stop. They've been trying to use a lot more natural gas. Well, the price of LNG has been going up. Well, the Chinese and the Asians, Japanese and uh, uh, Korean, they've all been, they've been paying up. The Europeans are like, no, we're not paying these prices, and so they did, did not get their storage refilled. So your, Europe is in big trouble. I mean, our gas is like five dollars in MCF. They're looking at twenty, twenty, thirty, forty dollar gas in some cases. So they're. Wow. And, Natural gas. They're in real trouble, so I don't think they'll shut the natural gas down here. Thanks, sir. Okay. Good, good question. Uh, that's, I, I think he, they're going to get very serious in trying to do some stuff because the inflation narrative has spun completely out of control with it. Uh, now, so, so, so it, the important thing is to understand that, that in an inflationary environment, you don't want to own fixed income. You, you, you also don't – and one of the problems is, as we talked about, the Fed funds was at 14 percent in 80. The, uh, the, the 10-year bond was over 10 percent. We bought some of our clients – we had some clients that had the 10, the 10, 10-year bonds. Uh, I don't think ours were over 10. I think it were like 8, 9.8 or 8.9, something like that. It, we held them out to maturity. But the, but the, you're not getting paid right now at 1.5 percent ten year for for, for long term bonds. Uh, if you have a pension, or most of those pensions they don't go up and you're really stuck. Now Social Security, this is big news. Social Security is is, is increasing 5.9 percent uh, here for for next year, and so that that's because the inflation is coming in, so they're trying to get some more money. So inflation is somewhat adjusted, but keep in mind it hasn't risen much over the last three or four years. So so inflation, Social Security is somewhat adjusted. Annuity payments, if you if you uh, if you annuitize your your uh, your annuity, it's fixed, and then you can be in trouble for inflation. This we, we actually we talked to someone the other day on this. You want to be careful about annuitizing things up here. If if you have it where it's guaranteed to go up a certain amount, you might want to hold off. Uh, the flip side of this is is also if 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 your annuity is tied to the stock market completely. You maybe you annuitize 
to take advantage of the very high stock prices in here. That, 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 it, it be, inflation makes it much more difficult to live on fixed income be, because over time, uh, with the inflation we have now, you're, you're going to see, you're gonna see uh, money cut in half within about seven, eight years if, 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 if this keeps up. And that, that's devastating to people on fixed income. And that's why you've got to have things that are going to grow it, that, that are more solid things. That, you, know, more, uh, you, you know, an oil company has assets in the ground. The oil, if it goes up every year, the, the oil's worth more. Uh, if you've got a copper mine that's producing or a gold mine that, that's, that's you know produced for the next 10, 20 years, that that's very valuable because your costs are somewhat fixed. And, and I think that's going to be the important things going forward. I, I, it's, it's going to be uh, the, the world of things versus the world of of uh, of, of, of just growth. Growth stocks, as the interest rates go up, as inflation goes up, are going to become much more are going to be much more affected by this. And growth has been way, much more overvalued versus inflation. Now, tell you what, uh, if you got a question or comment, you give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Okay. Uh, so I had to close the window, see if we could get some uh, noise out of the way there. Uh, but so, th so that's what we're looking at in the world today. The, the markets, markets have come back up above the 50-day moving average. Again, we had a big sell-off. I, I still think the sectors you want to look at are the, the precious metals, the 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 energy, the uh, the materials, the base materials. Uh, we're seeing the price of copper go up, zinc. All these things are starting to really move up, uh, it, and I think they become more valuable. The base producers, that's where your value is. Uh, I, again, I think what we're going to see, we had earnings come out this last quarter. Uh, the, the, the quarter's earnings started, the, the, the season start, started this last week here. And typically it's the banks at first. In the banks, you never can get an idea how the earnings really are unless the economy is really bad and they're taking write-offs. So they're good. Everything went up there. But the problem is next week you're going to get more industrial companies. And these people might report good earnings, but the question is what are they going to say going forward? Hey, are our margins being squeezed by high prices? Are shortages affecting us? Can, can, can consumers pay the higher prices? Are we running into price resistance? Uh, all those things are going to do. And if we're seeing the shrinking margins, and then we're also going to find out what's that tax rate for corporate America going to be. I mean, there's there's talk it could it could drop earnings five percent for next year. So I think these earnings over the next couple of weeks are going to be very interesting to watch. Typically, the first first week of earnings, which we just had, they're always usually pretty good. It's the second and third week where you start to really get an idea of where things are going. But uh, interesting story. There's there's a uh, uh, a pro shares. Is, is 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 talking about it has been approved for a Bitcoin ETF, and uh, B I T O is a symbol. It's going to start trading next week. Uh, next week coming up, probably Monday or Tuesday is the talk. It's interesting. They don't own Bitcoin itself. They own futures, and, and this is this is a tough thing. I'm sure those futures with the volatility in Bitcoin are pretty high in here. So they're going to have to be paying over the price of Bitcoin. I mean, I, it seems to me the better way to own Bitcoin, which theoretically should be very simple, would be to just own the Bitcoin in the trust. 
but but they're not. They're going to own the futures, and and I think that's going to be tough. I mean, Bitcoin's run over up to sixty thousand from thirty thousand a couple months back. You know, on the idea that everyone's going to pile into it up here at this level, I I would be a little careful with that. I I still think that that this is just is a very tough area to be in, and and. and yeah, I'd be careful with it. I'm, I'm just not real wild about an ETF that owns uh, just the futures. I mean, we own some of the ETFs and different things like the BAR you know, or the, the GLD or the SLV. They, they tend to own – they own bullion in a vault, uh, and, and that's a lot cheaper. Keep in mind, if they're having to buy next month's futures in Bitcoins at 60000 but the next month's futures at sixty-five, you've got to pay that extra. So anyway – so coming up here at the end of the show, don't forget, go to our website, MaxOut Savings Advisors. If you need some help managing your retirement, you can request an appointment. It's MaxOutSavings.com. And I'm going to sign up for that free report, uh, MaxOut Savings Report. But uh, until next week, remember our motto in philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That is the key to building up wealth over the long term. So see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show, and I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors, produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.